Hi guys and welcome to Coffee Pods. We're really pleased to be back with you this week exploring your urgent questions around Christian healing and uh, this week Wes is bringing his own question uh, to us. Thank you for doing that Wes. But before we get going I just want to introduce myself. My name is Lisa. If you've not met me before I'm on the team here at Acorn and I'm joined by Wes. How are you doing Wes? Uh, doing fine. I've had my first coffee so we're ready to go for coffee. <laughs> That's pods. awesome. Okay you might be ready for another one after this. <laughs> you will see. Um, but you you sort of teased us with a bit of your question last week so I'm going to plow into it um, mm-hmm. and uh, let's just see where it takes us. Um, you are an ordained uh, priest within the Church of England yep. and there is a section from the ordination of priests in the Church of England and you've mentioned it a couple of times yourself when we've been doing training and ministry the, the bit I'm talking about it says that they are to bless the people in God's name they are to resist evil support the weak defend the poor and intercede for all in need which sounds really good and standard doesn't it, it sounds like Absol- a disciple then there's this next bit they are to minister to the sick and prepare the dying for their death. And the urgent question, I suppose, that comes from this is, what does that mean? What What is preparing the dying for their death? Well, it, it's you're right. There, there are two parts to that, which um, often get joined together in people's understanding of the healing ministry. And though, though I've just presented it as, as the urgent question, actually, it is the question that people put to me when you talk and teach about the healing ministry. Somebody is going to inevitably come up um, when you're talking about the process of, of ministering to people and praying and releasing healing. And you remember, we've talked about those twin things of releasing healing and receiving healing and how those two things come together because they're not necessarily the same. Mm -hmm. Um, But in that process, somebody will inevitably say to me, ah, yes, but, you know, death is the ultimate healing Mm -hmm. for, for which I completely agree. But of course, the challenge for us is how we then understand that relationship between the journey of of death and also then the journey of healing because one of the things that acorn exists for uh, and on our our strapline is ministry and skills for the journey of christian healing so there are two separate issues that often get just packed together and that's what i was that, that that's what the questions that have given been given to me reflect and i thought it was worth opening that up yeah thank you because death can I mean as you've mentioned people can say it's the ultimate healing um but what if actually uh, us saying that or us thinking that can prevent practical steps that we may need to take in, in terms of our own healing or ministering healing to others yeah and I, and I think that's that you you've got it sort of thing it's when it becomes in a sense a point of resignation because you would have yeah. said through the stories in the gospels um medically and and i've talked to medics about the healing miracles of jesus and and how do they see them and and what do they call them but you you would have said for example that uh jairus's daughter lazarus the widow of nain's son and all of those were points at which maybe in a 
Western, you know, our culture sort of framework, we would have said the healing ministry is over. That's not going to yeah, happen. Yeah. Okay. But clearly in, in the mind of Jesus and in the heart of God, it wasn't over. Mm. Okay. So the question that came to me then, Lisa, was this. Um, do, are there times when, because we think the thing is too big or it's too hopeless mm. or it's beyond our faith and whatever, we do, and I understand, we do find comfort in the fact that dying is 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 not the end of something more it's the beginning of the next thing and um just maybe even as an aside before i answer my my big question <laughs> for those who have either sat with people who've coming to their last moments mm. whether as a relative as i have done with my uh, parents um or as a priest as i have done with members of the churches that i have led or perhaps people who are listening to this have been there with that and there is such an incredible mix of emotions in those moments when you realize that you're letting someone go mm-hmm. but also that you are in a sense releasing them into the love of god in a way that we only like paul says we only see it through a glass darkly you know we only get a, a, a glimpse of it now and again um i remember um i i was present uh with three others when the wife of one of my dear friends passed away and among the emotions that came with that was this idea that i i remember standing next to her at a bedside reading scripture and and i noticed the moment she passed away and i realized in that split second that the door of eternity opened mm. and she slipped through <laughs> and isn't it the funny things that occur to you in those moments <laughs> and i just thought you know if there had been a draft i could <laughs> i could have got sucked into and and it wasn't me being flippant yeah it, it was the realization of the reality that was real in those moments and so part of the preparing the dying for their death is as i've sat with people as they've come to their end and um we've prayed and and i've journeyed with them to make sure that they're as ready as the, as as they can possibly be and as i can possibly help them to be ready to meet the lord Mm. but also you prepare the family mm. for, for those dying moments so that's an incredible privilege it's an incredible journey and and you do realize uh, for my friend um that that sickness cancer everything else had no power over them anymore yeah to which you have to say thank you jesus and wow okay absolutely but the flip side of that is that the healing ministry sometimes gets reframed by saying and that phrase but death is the ultimate healing and 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 one of the things that concerns me is that sometimes people use that to say to me you shouldn't expect too much yeah yeah or you shouldn't talk about too much in case it doesn't happen yeah 
And, and I think that's the urgent question that I get asked. You know, if it doesn't happen, you've 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 offered too much and people are going to be disappointed and heard. Mm. And that's where it came from. And yeah. I sort of re- reject that. Yeah. I mean, what you've done is you've kind of presented to us the reality of what that role is to minister to the sick and prepare the dying for their death. Um, and actually, it just shows it's this really amazing privilege um, to do that with people. Um, and it's not just about saying this is, you know, the ultimate healing is coming. No. Um, it is the, the, the word prepare really sticks out for me as you've been explaining what it means. Yeah. Um, sorry, go on. No, no. And of course, um, the, the role of the Anglican priest or the role of any church leader is we're all going to die. Sorry yeah. about that. You know, so, so it's not just saying here's a little get out for the people who are sick, who are dying. Yeah. Actually, we all need preparing for those moments where we meet the yeah. Lord. You know, and I'll be honest, Lisa, I'm probably nearer it than you are. Um, <laughs> but, but, you know, so so in a sense, um, it isn't like the opposite of the healing ministry. <laughs> yeah, that's a good way of putting it. You know, it's actually something that we all do. The church is always preparing people to for for those moments that's part of the thing but and this is me being flippant so i apologize right now (laughs) but actually jesus didn't say to the disciples heal the sick and prepare the dying for their death right and cast out demons and preach the gospel he sent out them with the expectation that the kingdom of god would be impacting the lives and the reality of the people that that they were sent to and that they engaged with it didn't remove the reality that everybody dies yeah that's right but it, it it just said don't expect that to be the the get out the trap door yeah when the healing ministry doesn't work absolutely yeah thank you so you've mentioned the disciples i was going to ask whether they encountered these sorts of difficulties i imagine they did um of this sort of nature well, yes, they must have done. I mean, somebody was clearly with Jesus when he raised the widow of Nain's son. The disciples were clearly with Jesus when he raised Lazarus from the dead. Okay, um, Peter, James, and John were with him when he went to Jairus's daughter. Okay, so they they had seen a different reality to go with that, but also, um, you know, um, Simon's mother-in-law is ill. Um, Inevitably, um, Simon's mother-in-law, bless her, is not alive today. So <laughs> presumably she died. Mm. So the disciples would have experienced the natural process of, of the of, of the changing seasons of humanity. Yeah. But they didn't go out with the sort of the the card in their back pocket if they ever had Levi's. Well, I suppose- <laughs> Did the Jews have Levi's? Sorry, question. Sorry. Um, but you know, I, d- I don't think they they went out with that a card in their back pocket, which says if it doesn't work, we can bring this. Yeah. I think what they sent out is with an expectation that the kingdom of God would come. And in fact, when they couldn't heal the son of the father after the transfiguration story, they are surprised mm. to the point of saying, "No, we didn't heal everybody." But but we we thought this one would happen. Why didn't it? Yeah. And yeah. so while I absolutely, and, you know, as an Anglican priest, I will. I will sit with people when their moment has, has come and I will pray with them. I've 
given absolution. I've heard people's confession, you know, and and in those moments, Lisa, as somebody else has died and made their confession, I've made mine as well. So, yes, well, <laughs> yeah, I'm as much as a, of a plonker as anybody else is. Please, mm-hmm. you know, have mercy on me. But also, I don't. I never pray for somebody with the expectation that if it doesn't work, I'll bring this card out. Yes, right. And and that's something that I guess you don't often meet in other cultures either. Mm. It's just I don't know why it is here, but we we you know in the West we think of it that way. Yeah, it's almost like that we've had our expectancy like just bashed out of us. <laughs> now that's true. Mm. That that I think is absolutely mm. true. Yeah. Um, it's it's in a little story which you've got to probably end. But the, um, there's a there's a man from um, Africa, and he's um, doing a, a one of these IQ tests. Yeah, and it says this: it says rice grows in warm climates. Okay, uh, England is a cold climate does rice grow in england now for us the answer clearly is no right do you know what his answer was go on he wrote i don't know i've never been there oh and i think the problem is we 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 add two and two and we get the sort of four that we think fits with our yeah. expectancy yeah but actually there are times when two plus two might equal something else in the spiritual realm yeah widow, widow of name Jairus's daughter Lazarus yeah. you know and and so that's why I, in a sense though those statements are both true right and we do prepare the dying for the death because everybody's going to die at some point mm. and we all need to be prepared but actually, that was never meant to be the caveat for, OK, if you if you don't get lucky in the healing ministry, you can use this one. Yeah, I like that. That's really helpful. And just just to close, because I think people will be coming to the end of their coffee. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's, um, for people who are possibly in this situation that, you know, something's not changing, um, you know, for, for whoever it may be. What do we do? Because clearly we don't just not try. What no. do we do? We bless mm-hmm. and, you know, we, we pray that all of God might be in all of them. Uh, we pray that his word will come to them. We pray that they may know his love, that his peace might be with them. Absolutely, we do all of that. Yeah. But also I've sat with people and said, gosh, what's coming next? Mm. Just think about what's coming next. When my mother died, I realised she went from us looking at her to her looking at Jesus in the split second. Wow. Wow. And I, I that's lived with me ever since. Isn't that amazing that you could, you know, obviously that was your mother's experience of death, yeah. but what, what you felt, what you experienced of the kingdom in that moment as well, it's just, it's remarkable. Uh, I mean, you know, it, it is. I, I, even now, it's like a bit goose bumpy because, yeah. you know, we, she, I don't remember she was, I mean, we were looking at her and the moment she left, the next thing she saw would have been him. Wow. Mm. Uh, it's just, uh, yeah, it's great. 
Yeah, thanks for sharing that. Brilliant. This has been really helpful. And I think also it, it will help people who are, you know, maybe even thinking about ordination, seeing this and thinking, what on earth does that mean? What will that require of me? Actually, it's just a lot of hope and a lot of expect expectancy, I think. Um, awesome. Okay, I'm going to ask you to pray like I usually do, Wes. Yeah, sure. Thank you. Father, for those who today are journeying with somebody whose life is drawing to a close, Lord, would you give comfort and hope and a vision of what is to come, even in the midst of the loss? And Lord, for those who today will, in faith and with courage, pray for others in circumstances that look beyond human reach, Lord Jesus, may they hear your word, heal the sick, raise the dead, cast out demons, preach the gospel, say the kingdom of God has come. Lord, may they bring the kingdom of God to others. And I ask this, Father, because of Jesus and as one who stands in his name. Amen. Great. Thank you, Wes, for another really insightful moment together and thank you guys for listening if you do like this there's plenty more resources over on our youtube channel our website loads more podcasts available for you and if you would like to kindly support the work that we do here at acorn to provide these resources you can do so by heading over to our website thanks guys and we look forward to catching you soon bye-bye